My name is Federica Bressan. I'm an independent science communicator and video podcaster, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase podcast. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 144, entitled My Style, My Values. Now, I know everyone's going, all right, I might be able to relate to this one. It's not one of Greg's weird titles that he comes up with, and he leaves us in this suspenseful aptitude of trying to figure out exactly which direction he's going to go. Well, today, our featured guest, really is an independent science communicator with a background in science, technology, and cultural. She has 10 years of experience in academia research. She holds a PhD in computer science and two masters in music and musicology. She has worked in Italy, Belgium, Egypt, U.S. She's also a musician, a teacher, an avid reader, a seasoned traveler. She believes in a strong role for science and society in the evidence-based discussion, and also in just society. She's also a part of the podcasting family because she runs a podcast called Technocultural, which she interviews CERN physicists and NASA engineers, amongst others. During the pandemic, she turned 40. Now, I'm going to laugh about that because she put that into her bio, and she knows that I'm a lot older than her, and she makes me feel old by saying that. But she bought her first electric guitar and has been embracing heavy metal. The uniqueness about her and her persona and everything that I love about her is the fact that she has always had her own style. She's always been different. She doesn't like to wear anything else that anybody else does because it doesn't make her feel important. It doesn't give her the statement. And one of the things from our discovery call which I really kind of gravitated towards, that she said to me, if your presence can't add value to my life, your absence will make no difference. Now, without further ado, I am going to introduce Miss Federica Brisson and ask her, hey, do you have any opening remarks? Hello, thank you so much for this introduction. As I was listening, I was thinking, wow, I want to listen to this person, what she has to say. She sounds so cool. But then (laughs) when you are you, you see life from inside out. I have to tell you 90% of the time, all the achievements and cool stuff that you listed, I see these things through the lens of doubt at every Mm -hmm. step of the way. So it's really nice how you introduced me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's almost scary. It makes me scary now. So will I live up to this introduction? (laughs) <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, li- like I said, you're you're doing some great things out there. I really kind of like what you're doing with Techno Cultural Podcast because, you know, it really focuses in on the science and as well as the culture. You find ways to kind of bring 
science to life in relevant terms. I mean, in a lot of cases, the things that I've heard out there is that, you know, it's not all about the mathematics and the science and, and all those things. It's, 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 it's based on the notion that we're talking to real people. Scientists are real people. They're just not geniuses. I mean, there are individuals just like you and I. And I love how you bring those things to relevance. And it really captivates in the techno cultural podcast. And I truly adore that and admire that about you. Thank you very much. I like the concept that science is not something um, separated from life and the life of regular people. Technoculture, what that is about is how technology influences our lives, how it mm -hmm. impacts, what it means to be human today. During the pandemic, we have seen the importance of the Internet and IT communications. Can you imagine the pandemic without not just the Internet, but mobile phones and WhatsApp and Facebook? Speak about isolation. So it's right. been tough. It's been for sure tough for many people, but it's unimaginable to think that we may not have had the technology to communicate from our home to the home of our friends as we have done. I think it's incredible. So it's not, if you scratch beyond the surface, it's never about the technology, which is super cool and we like to talk about it, but it's what it means for humans, how it impacts mm -hmm. our lives. Like I find it super cool that I'm sitting outside my house right now and I'm speaking to you and I'm sitting in a beautiful garden outside in nature in central Italy and I'm speaking to you. I just find that always I, I can't get used to it. <laughs> well, you know, I've been to Italy a couple of times and it, it's obviously a very beautiful country. And uh, we certainly thank you for sharing that. You know, as we jump into kind of some of the questions that we have, your background is is the fact of you being, you know, very much, you know, kind of in the arts, in the culture, but also you're known quite predominantly for being an outspoken, experienced speaker with a passion for communication. And so one of the things I'm going to share with our listeners, because I think this just kind of sets us up for some of the fun we're going to have today talking with Federica, is the fact that when she reached out to us and said, hey, I really like the name of your podcast, and you got to explaining to me, you said, well, Greg, you know, in, I forget which language you said, but but cut. You're and, not going to say that, are you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not going to say the word that you said, but I mean, it was uh, a totally different definition in a different language, and it was... Very refreshing for me to hear that because I was like, "Oh my God, I guess we'd have to uh we'd have to clone our name in that particular country it was it was it was quite insightful. <laughs> Maybe some listener from that country will be drawn to your podcast if they don't know it, just crawling through. They will click because they will be intrigued by the name. Who knows <laughs> very true, very true. Now the listeners will wonder, I'm not going to say it though. No, no, no. We'll we'll try to keep this one uh, PG rated. <laughs> oh, too funny! But but maybe maybe in our notes we'll leave a you know we'll leave enough fill in the blank type of answers or something no, like that. <laughs> I I'm ready to believe that most words in some language around the world will mean something dirty. I'm ready to mm. believe that. There's too many languages out there. 
Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. You know, I've I've spent a lot of time throughout the world and certainly, you know, your your gestures, your language, your the way you communicate, I mean, it means something different literally everywhere you go. And when you think you're getting away with being polite or being courteous, it almost is like a slap in the face when you find out that uh no, that's not what that actually meant. That means this because you're on this side of the line and it means something else on the other side of the line. So kind of uh, too funny or what they what they call, I guess, uh, a little bit touche. <laughs> or if you mispronounce a word slightly, you're just offending the person in front of you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, Federico, so let's dive in. Are you ready to cut to the chase? I mean, we've had one hell of an opening. I mean, we've been laughing already, so I, I'm, I'm waiting to see how much, <laughs> how much more laughter we're going to end up getting into here. So, you know, today we entitled our episode my style, my values, which was something that I really gravitated towards as you start talking about your philosophies of life and who you are as an individual. And if you don't mind, I'd like to give you just a moment to kind of share with our listeners who you are just at a very high level and and, and really kind of dive into the lifestyle that you are living today. Well, like, that's an easy question, right? Hmm. Sure. So, uh, as you said, I turned 40 recently. Hmm. And mm -hmm. um, that means that I have some history behind me. And I can tell you that uh, looking back, I realized that I have been exploring and implementing uh, my philosophy of life since, yeah, when I was a teenager or even earlier. It's just something in your nature, but it's not conscious up to a point. And then you realize that, the choices you've been making, even if you didn't know, they reflected your values. I just, I just love this ex expression that you use, my style, my values. Um, so I'm someone who has always followed her passions. And that sounds nice normally because everybody tells you follow your passions in life. Mm -hmm. Nobody tells you don't follow your passions, but many people don't. And mm -hmm. life hits you at some point and you got to be reasonable. So how do you keep your spirit alive? And I guess it's fair to say that I'm an unreasonable person because mm -hmm. I always refused to give in or give up to bend to you know, life when it was hitting too hard. Of course, sometimes you take turns, but way, where I am now is definitely the result of a lifetime of choices. And so I was broke 10 years ago. And so out of that experience, I know that it's not easy to say, oh, I'll just pick up and go. I want to relocate abroad. I want to do this. I want to do that. When you don't have money for rent, you just need a job, period, any job. Mm -hmm. And I've been mm -hmm. there. And the job I found then, before I was a musician, and then I joined a research project at university with a technical role. But then mm -hmm. from there, you know, I enrolled in a PhD. And in the past decade, I've completed my PhD and I have worked as a, a researcher. That's fantastic. I was really lucky to do this. And with the nature of this job, which, you know... Um, you can cultivate your curiosity, you travel, you network. It's just, it's been such an amazing ride. I find myself today um, not at the bottom of, you know, I'm not broke now. I have options, I have choices, and the choices I have made is to have kind of long breaks between one job and the other, so to um, 
not just respect. I mean, to make the time, to make free time. Um, I cannot imagine just rushing around nine to five every day. To me, I don't know. I need time to contemplate life and think the things I think and probably then tell you about it in a podcast. So yeah. where I am now is that um, I was working as a researcher in the United States just when COVID hit. So I was sent home and mm -hmm. I haven't had a stable job since then. So I moved from Belgium back to Italy. Um, I'll tell you why, because I'm Italian and just for paperwork and everything, it would be easier to be here. And it's mm -hmm. also a very beautiful country. So I'm not anywhere near my hometown. I'm near Rome right now. I come from a completely different place. It is gorgeous and life is cheap or at least way cheaper than Brussels or New York, if you get what mm -hmm. I mean. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I have been, enjoy uh, have been enjoying a lot of Free time, but not that I just scratch my belly, you know, or sleep. I have been trying to um, cultivate my interests by doing the video interviews and to do only the ones I like to do. This is such a luxury. You know, I just uh, published my new website because the old one was presenting me as a researcher and the new website, federicabrissan.com, presents me as a science communicator. And a friend visited it and he told me that, at least according to him, it really shows that I really have a passion for all the things that are on the website, all the services they offer and all the things I show in my portfolio. And I was like, you know, that's really true. That is very, um, it is a professional website, but it's not about money and the business. It's very much about what I like to do. And just to jump back for a second to probably my philosophy of life when I hadn't uh, discovered it consciously yet. I remember thinking as a very young girl that I was not going to conform, of course, rebel teen, but mm -hmm. the reason was that I felt that if I cannot do what keeps the spark alive in me every day, why bother being here? It was pretty radical. I was literally mm -hmm. talking about why live if mm -hmm. you cannot live fully. And I think that uh, with ups and downs, and probably paying a huge price, but that I don't think about because I look at what I have gained and not so much at what I lost. I have, uh, sometimes I tell myself when I don't have to go to an office in the morning, I say, I win. And nothing wrong with offices. I have also had a regular job for a period of time. But right now when I wake up and it's a weekday and I can do something that I like and get my day organized independently, I don't have, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. I tell sure. myself, I win. I win every day I do this. So I don't think that I do a great job in explaining my philosophy of life. And I don't think that I would recommend it to everybody. It's absolutely not the case. Um, but for sure, I see happy people in every field of life. And that's awesome. And then I mm -hmm. sometimes see someone who is like... A, withered flower someone who is a little bit like a candle that is going out and that mm -hmm. kills my heart I'm like i'm sure there's something you can do to brighten up your life and in that i believe because i know that i'm happy to be alive and i didn't know years ago and then i realized that how much i'm happy to be alive that you don't have to take it for granted that you don't have to wait that you have a serious illness to realize that and that is mm -hmm. almost a moral 
imperative to not complain ever, never, ever complain. It's an interesting exercise because sometimes you have a good reason to complain. But if you try this as an exercise, never to complain, you will find out that you're stuck with the choice of uh, dealing with it or doing something about it, accepting it or moving on. When you complain, it's a very weird dynamic that you put in place. So I, I, for example, I try to do that. I try to never complain. And I, you know, like I said in the opening, actually, I go through life with doubts every single day. Uh, but I realized that when I talk like to you, when someone asks me about me and I have to express my beliefs, they are pretty clear. I don't mm-hmm. doubt them. Um, so I, I say this just because sometimes I believe that I may come across like this gurus a little bit. They say life is awesome. Make the most of it. Follow your passions, which I don't what I don't think it's helpful to put it that way. No, I sure. go through doubts every single day and my brain hurts. Sometimes I think so hard how to solve some situations, some personal situations. Um, but in general, I would say it's your moral duty to make sure that you are happy to be alive. If you're not happy to be alive, there's something wrong that you should do and you should do. You have agency, you have accountability and responsibility. So um, I'm a a fighter. Um, I, I refuse to go down. I'm stubborn. Right. And, and, you know, from, from day one, you know, in, in our encounter of us trying to, to put together, you know, just a, the idea or the concept of, of collaborating, you know, I think when you put two like minds and two spirits where their fire continues to burn, and sometimes it burns even hotter when you're trying to collaborate, Mm -hmm. that you find that the overall perception or notion of what's going to happen is something quite magical. Because in a lot of cases, when things like that occur, particularly as it relates to you and I, there was always kind of a a yin and a yang. There was a tick for tat. There was, well, if it doesn't really work out, let's just kind of move on and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. But then there's always that spark of compromise and compromising sometimes, like you said earlier, when there is doubt that goes on, sometimes it's not always such a bad thing because very much like you, a lot of things that you've said are completely relatable in my own life. You know, being an individual that was always thinking outside of the box, coming up as a kid, always feeling like I was somewhat different, you know, being teased because, you know, my afro was too big or I was too skinny or whatever the case may have been. But, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts that there was a purpose for me in life. And very much like you, I went through the corporate path. I've been through the entrepreneurial path. I've done this. I've done that. I can relate to what you're talking about when you're talking about waking up in the morning and not having to go into an office, enjoying the day with your significant other or enjoying the day in nature. I mean, I can respect that. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of led me up to the question that I want to ask you next. And it's one of those things where I have thought about it for so many years of what it would be like to kind of 
live in isolation. <clears throat> and I know that you are currently living out your current life somewhat in isolation right now. How is that going for you? And can you share what that's like to our listeners? I have never lived as isolated as I am right now because, uh, long story, but I was lucky enough to find a little house in the middle of the countryside so I don't have neighbors. Maybe you hear uh, crickets around here, the birds, and mm -hmm. um, the house is even difficult to reach so nobody knows where I am and there is complete silence uh, besides the birds and my mm -hmm. electric guitar, which I can mm -hmm. play full blast and I enjoy that. So I have never been so isolated. I always sought um, peace and quiet because I felt I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm very sociable and I enjoyed living in New York, you know, but I have always been, not not always, past years. I felt that I needed peace and quiet because otherwise it's as if I couldn't hear the voices in my head. I couldn't let the deep voices emerge. So mm -hmm. I, back then I went through a personal crisis pretty intensely and I spent a lot of time just laying in bed, darkness or staring at the ceiling for hours and truths were emerging from within. Mm -hmm. That's where mm -hmm some wisdoms some wisdom comes from other wisdom is channeled through the people that you know and some mm -hmm. wisdom comes from inside so for my personal balance going through that crisis i found that the answers were within me and i started looking for peace and quiet and i moved many times when i was living in belgium because i had noisy neighbors this problem that problem i really moved house because i was so desperate for peace and quiet until mm -hmm. i found a very cute apartment downtown brussels and i stayed there um, a year and a half or so and i enjoyed it very much so there I was living isolated, but in the middle of a capital city. Mm -hmm. So, you know, isolation should be defined. You can be lonely in New York if you want. I'm not sure. lonely. I am, I am with myself. And right now, also physically isolated in beautiful nature. Now it's been a few months. And uh, how is it? Well, I find it um, so... I find it that, of course, of course, with technology, I can talk to people every day, all day, if I want. And I often mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. for my interviews or with you or with friends. There is a sort of experiment that I did in 2014 when I was still living in Italy. And I spent some Christmas holidays, so about two, three weeks in Italy, by myself in my apartment. And I mm -hmm. didn't speak to anyone. And I realized that after a week... Mm -hmm. uh, my mind changed the way it was working. And it was really, you know how this uh, wise man from the East described the mind, the quiet mind as this sure. lake without ripples, without waves. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I really visualized my mind like that then. And, and I felt such peace and clarity of mind, which if you're a troubled person or someone with doubts often, and you find that clarity... It's amazing. So it exists so I can experience it. How can I keep it? And mm -hmm. I found that I keep it if I take this time alone for um, for not being distracted or bombarded by 
lights, videos, information, which would be scrolling through Facebook, if you want, you know, sure. distracted like that. And um, so this is how it is. It is that when you spend enough time alone, um, there is also a metaphor that I like to use, and I hope it makes sense. You start resembling an animal. That is, you just do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You, it's as simple as that. It's essential. You just do what you need to do. And, you know, when you're alone, if you drop something or something breaks or you pour something, you know, it. a conversation is not going to start. Oh, look what I have done. What a mess. And now I do You don't do that sure. because there's nobody to speak to anyway. So you just clean up and go about the next thing. And actually sure. you realize how unnecessary all that fuss is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love interacting with people, but there is a time for everything. And I do enjoy also my time alone when I realize that it's as if the sky were always clear and the mind were always clear. There is peace and clarity. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> well, we certainly we certainly thank you for providing that, that tidbit of insight. I mean, I, I think it's also important to note that you did bring up a lot of, you know, insightful points you know, as as relates to unproductive type conversation or things that kind of take you out of your your core values, your philosophy, or <clears throat> or your integrity in the way that you kind of think, because of the simple fact that you're always having to respond to things that sometimes most people would consider chivalry. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to kind of get into these long drawn out debates because you spilt the milk or you didn't wash the dishes or the laundry didn't get done, like you say. You just kind of move on. I think those things are all great in 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 the fact of how you've been able to really analyze and dissect the things that are most significantly important to you that will make you whole. Because as you said earlier, you know, if you're not happy, then there's something truly wrong. Because when you don't find that happiness in life you are living miserable. You know, I think you called it like a a wilted flower. I mean, that's another great analogy as well. But overall, as a whole, you know, there's a lot of key value that comes out of what we're talking about today, because when you have your truth, your style, and your values, and those things are embedded in you at the core of who you are as an individual, you're not going to waver. You're not going to falter. You're not going to subsidize those things because you know that those things bring you peace. And as long as they bring you peace inside of your circle or friends or family, those things they respect as being your truths and allow for you to be fulfilled as an individual. And sometimes I don't think people realize that because a lot of folks nowadays tend to live vicariously through others. I mean, like you mentioned, they surf Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be and 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 kind of live through that figment of imagination, which they never know if it's real or not. But they'll never aspire to get to the place that they want to be because they have not instilled their own style, their own core values, and their own philosophy in life that will make them whole again. Because living vicariously through someone else is not the lens that you want to live through. Any comments on that? Everybody pays the price of their own life. 
And something I would like to add also is that from what I said before and with the tangent that we took now, I don't mean to suggest that the true life is being out of work or not not having the office job and that I am free, that I'm a rebel, that you need to travel a lot. You can have a family that grounds you and roots you in a place and a day job, a normal day job. Uh, I guess that I am choosing not to follow that path right now, but that if necessity brought me to do that, it wouldn't be the end of the journey I'm on right now. I believe that whatever you do, please try to do it with a good heart the best you can. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a defeat if I find it. In fact, last year, after being a researcher and a journalist and all these cool things, I looked for um, jobs like receptionist and driver and with DHL moving boxes in the warehouse. You know, I needed a job last year. I didn't find mm-hmm. it because probably mm-hmm. COVID ruined the market for everyone. But mm-hmm. I, I don't despise those things. And I also don't... Personally, see, this is something that I don't hear often um, enough, Mm -hmm. is that uh, people say you need to know where you want to be and you need to know what you want. Otherwise, how are you going to get it? Okay, Mm -hmm. there's some truth in that, like there's some truth in everything. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't have a vision of where I would like to be in five years. I like life to surprise me. I like, I mean, there's nothing that I'm working towards. I mm-hmm. am doing what I'm doing at present the very best I can. And it's been my experience that at every other step of the way, the next step appears, manifests itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, because oftentimes in this uh, life coaching or uh, positive thinking talk that we hear, there is this thing like you have to have a goal and work toward that, have a vision and make it true. And I actually, um, no, I don't disagree. I just say I live differently. And I think it's important to let this other option be heard that you don't need. uh, I think that it's in the logic of productivity and Western world to know what you want, work toward it, and then you get it. You know, I like this expression that says, if you want to make the gods laugh, tell them about Mm -hmm. your plans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Because. Right. You don't control what happens in your life. You need to control yourself. So um, I don't, have I lost myself? No, where I was going. That you need, um, if I worked as a secretary next year, it would be perfectly fine because I want to wake up in the morning and feel that I am alive. And then I'm going to do, life is also game. In a way, you can feel detached a little bit and say, okay, I'm alive and this is my journey. And everything that happens in my life is the cards that I'm playing with. So there is a little bit of detachment that I believe also helps to stay Mm -hmm. clear minded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We certainly appreciate you sharing that uh, that insight with us there, Federica. You know, we're almost out of time and this has been a very insightful, enlightening conversation, really to kind of look at things through a different lens, because as you have uh, have duly stated, you know, it's it's kind of not a, a one size fit all or one hat size fit all. I mean, there are other options in life to find your inner peace, 
to find the way that you gravitate towards your style and your values. And it, and it doesn't have to be through the lens of others. And I think that's been a clear vision that we've heard through the conversation with you today is that there are choices and, you know, your choice to happiness doesn't have to be the choice of happiness that others seek to influence you or to push you down a path that maybe is not susceptible to to the direction that you want to go. So as we wrap up, are there any final remarks that you would like to share with our listeners as it relates to who you are, the things that are at the core of your values, to someone that may be listening to this program, they're going, I never thought about it that way. What would you say to those individuals at this moment? Some individual that has never thought about some things that I have said today? Yeah, some of the different some of the different strategies and philosophies that, that you've talked about. Yeah. Well, you know, in English, you have this nice expression that something resonates with you. Well, if something I said resonates with you or just stays with you and will be activated sometime in the future, mm-hmm. yours, you know, I would like to uh, to say thank you to you because I realized that it's still weird when I'm a guest on podcasts and I end up basically talking about myself. It's weird because I'm no celebrity of sorts, but I enjoy it because I make it a point of not making it about myself, but of mm-hmm. trying to give as much as I can without mm-hmm. being pretentious, because this is just how I go through life. But as I give, I also receive when other people talk. And I found, like I said, some wisdom comes from within and mm-hmm. lots of wisdom comes through other people. So. There is no right or wrong way to go through life. You have to find your own. So if something I said resonates with you, I'm very glad you listened and that it, I am I am blessed that I could share these things, which are not easy to share because I think that it's not like mathematics or I have a bullet point. I kind of rambled a little bit. Isolation, life, uh, be happy, different things. But mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to just share my small experience of how I go through life because it is a daily school, daily challenge. Right now, it's not an easy time through my life, but I am very blessed that I had this moment with you to share what I believe to be true because as I say it, I reaffirmed it and I do believe it to be true. Peace is possible and... and um, stay human, trust the process, everything in moderation, including moderation. I have a couple of, you know, truths that I live by. Two of them are tattooed on my arms mm-hmm. and listen to heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to throw that one in there. <laughs> well, Federica, this has been a true delight and a joy you know, to have you on Cut to the Chase. And, you know, that's what Cut to the Chase is all about. It's really about, you know, stripping away all of those, you know, false pretenses and just, just being genuinely and being authentic to who you are. And uh, we we certainly admire the fact of you sharing your stories and your adventure and your philosophies and your values and 
and everything that you've, you know, showered our audience with today. It's it is truly an honor to have you on the program. And so, folks, as I always say at the end of every single episode, you know, we must find ways to kind of unite in a tumultuous time that we've had over the past 15 or 16 months. We must find a way to put aside our pretenses and come together and offer togetherness and embracement and compassion towards one another. And after all, you know, my challenge to everyone is to let's find a way to make this world a better place. So again, Federica, thank you very much. This has been episode 144 entitled My Style, My Values. I'm your host, Gregory Proctor. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.